The following marketing information and discussion is provided for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as professional guidance or consultancy. You should find an agency for that. Comexis is a digital marketing agency, so feel free to hire us. But otherwise, just enjoy the show. Welcome to The Buyer's Journey by Comexis, a discussion-based podcast on the ever-changing marketing landscape that affects how your customers and clients purchase, ultimately optimizing your marketing efforts. I'm Matthew McGordy, the social media content producer here at Comexis. I'm Len Ward, the managing partner at Comexis. And I'm Josh Lyons, the digital marketing coordinator here at Comexis. So today we're talking about um, the new live video feature on LinkedIn that is currently only uh, invite only in beta uh, called LinkedIn Live. Uh, and it is Monday, so we're focusing on the awareness stage of the buyer's journey. But this product sort of touches on the awareness stage and the consideration stage, as you'll see as we sort of start talking about the, the different features and, and the different um, targeting that this sort of does. Uh, so for those of you who don't remember, the awareness stage of the buyer's journey is when a potential client or customer is becoming aware of your product, your service, your brand, or becoming aware of a specific problem that they might be having that your product, service, brand might be able to solve for them. Uh, and that is when they're becoming aware of it. And then as they move into the consideration stage, they're beginning to do more in-depth research about your brand, product, the problem they're having and things like that to sort of end up determining which product, brand, service, et cetera, that they're going to be using. Uh, and one of the ways that uh, a really effective tactic, rather, uh, used in awareness and in consideration is video marketing. Uh, and you know, you'll see a lot of different video marketing video ads on places such as Facebook and YouTube, but you can also see them on LinkedIn, for example. So Josh, why don't you, why don't you roll us into what LinkedIn Live is all about? Sure. So this article uh, is from Ingrid London from TechCrunch. And basically, uh, she's describing about LinkedIn, which which has 600 million users globally, and how they're rolling out an invite-only beta for live video broad broadcast and streaming. 600 million users. Million. 600 million. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was that big. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, this social network is working, uh, for the working world, is close to 600 million users globally. 599 million are trying to sell you a list of people that you can go market to. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry, Josh. Go ahead. Keep Start from the top, Josh. Or you could just use that as part of the podcast. Oh, right shit, whatever. There you go. Just yeah. keep going, Josh. Yeah. So, the, <laughs> so, the, so, so the social network uh, for the working world that has close to 600 million users globally said that video is the fastest growing platform for all social networks. I agree with them. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're right. <laughs> so it's interesting because while late to the party, LinkedIn is finally rolling out an invite-only beta for their live video broadcasting and streaming on this platform called LinkedIn Live. Mm -hmm. As of the moment, sorry, Jack, we're gonna we're gonna double team this one, but sure. Um, right now, there's no confirmation that the feature is going to be rolling out to all users. Though, if I had to take a pretty firm guess, I cannot imagine that they would not eventually roll this out. I've actually heard some people complaining on Twitter that if they do roll it out to everybody, you might end up with. 
a thousand people basically with just encouraging messages and, and other things like that. Might get a little tiring, we'll see. Um, so the plan for Linking Live, however, is a little more focused than it is for Facebook Live, for example, um, in that they want to be able to cover conferences, product announcement, Q&As, other events led by influencers and mentors, office hours from a big tech company, for example, uh, earnings calls, graduation, award ceremonies, and more. So something that's a little more polished than you might see on a typical Facebook Live. Um, and they're also going to be working out, um, working with rather, uh, several third-party developers of live broadcast streaming service uh, that will be working with creators to make sure that they attain that polish. So that includes Wirecast, Switcher Studio, Wowza Media System, Social Live, and Brand Live, as well as a few others. I think this is really interesting. I mean, I know when Facebook changed their Facebook algorithm in, I believe it was, early 2018, um, they did a strong pivot to Facebook Live is going to get you a lot, a lot of engagement compared to regular organic posts um, uh, as they began making the newsfeed more dependent on families and friends. Um, and I think that this is another step in that same direction of, hey, live video is super engaging and super interesting, so we're going to make sure that it gets pushed. I think it's going to it's 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 obviously a long time coming with LinkedIn. Um, I think LinkedIn has, you know, we've been we've been talking about LinkedIn as an advertising platform with clients, and to us right now, we're just not really actively asking clients to advertise in LinkedIn. We're not necessarily seeing a huge return on it right now. We are seeing a bit of return on the in-mail campaign. You know, I mean, actually, it's it's a good product. I think LinkedIn has had a problem with um, keeping people engaged. There's a bit of a you know, a bit of a stigmatism it has right now that it's really just become like a career searching hub. It's become a spot where people are accepting connections and it's almost like the minute you accept the connection, you're being pitched something to be sold. So it's kind of went away from networking and you know, trying to you know, advance your career and learn more about the industry you're in to something that I think a lot of people are not happy with. So I think what this does is, is keep user engagement uh, and user experience at a higher level, which ultimately if that happens will lead to more ad dollars. Uh, I think that there is a, you know, there is this opinion that if you're a B2B company, you have to be advertising in LinkedIn, completely dismissing and discounting the fact of how well Facebook is doing in regards to B2B marketing. So this product, I think, definitely falls to the awareness stage because you could market, you know, you know, a live product rollout or or a web or I'm sorry, like a live webinar or a new product rollout. Um, to somebody who maybe is not aware of what it is, so you could market it that way. But also, I think if somebody is in the consideration phase for your B two B product, whatever it may be, and they're you know and they're considering your product, I think this could be something that could help work them through the pipeline a little more. I think it's a great tool because I do think LinkedIn needs to do something to kind of really you know gain some ground that they lost. So I think it's a good product. It's something I would definitely look at, and it's something I think that I like to keep an eye on because. I've said it a million times, I'd love to put more ad dollars into LinkedIn. I keep telling our clients, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and you're, they're just not giving me a reason to. Maybe this is a product that's gonna give us a reason to get more ad dollars there. So before, because I know Josh is gonna wanna, wanna jump in here in a second, but can you, can you just explain why you feel LinkedIn isn't the best place yet to put your ad dollars in for clients? Well, I think it, it kind of goes on the heels of what I said. I think the problem with LinkedIn is that, and again, I, I, this is just my thought process. This is from the data that we've seen when we advertise in LinkedIn. We just believe that the eyeballs on LinkedIn are more meant for people who are looking for jobs opposed to necessarily looking for a B2B product that would enhance their workplace if they're making a decision. So I just think right now it just has the stigmatism of it's almost like you just do a daily check into LinkedIn for like a minute or two, but it's not somebody who's like sitting on Facebook or sitting on Twitter. So I just think because of 
kind of goes back to what I just said. I just think there's this stigmatism of it's just such a career, like job portal anymore, opposed to like a news hub, that that's why I just wouldn't put ad dollars in there. Unless, of course, you're a headhunting company or you're you know looking to fill a role, then absolutely, then, then that's where you want to put your ad dollars. Yeah, so I have a couple uh, sort of in, like takeaways that I've gotten just for the impact of live streaming. And what Len said was like, is basically my first point, which is the engagement and basically trying to reach that younger audience because you know millennials they're glued to their phones they're always scrolling through facebook instagram twitter uh you know snapchat whatever it may be um and realistically you're more inclined to scroll and find a video and click on it regardless of what the product is if it says live it's a live video you want to see what's happening right now so rather than you watching an ad at least the way i perceive it is if you see something that has the big live red live button, you might not know what the product is, what they're doing, what they're talking about. You might just click on it to, to watch it for a couple yeah, seconds and see what's going on. Yeah. So that was the first thing. Also that 80% of the world would rather watch live videos than read blogs, which is an interesting stat that I said or that I saw when I was researching, which sort of ties sort of into that. The second impact is I just think it's, it's kind of obvious it builds community. So you know, when you're on the live streaming platform, when people are talking, you're explaining, people do live comments. And when you do live streaming, you know, whoever's running the video can read the comments, answer those questions, and it's not really just set in stone of what you want to talk about on your, like, explainer video uh, because it's live. Third thing is that it saves money. All you need is a host, a phone, or a laptop, and just someone that can create content. And it's very cost effective to just go online, do a live stream, get people engaged, um, and it doesn't take as much time to put videos together. And then finally, that it strengthens your social presence. So it, it adds a personal touch, sort of shows who you are, you're not being very cut and dry of, here's my product, this is why you need to buy it. You sort of get to explain, you get to you know, feel out your audience and just, just add that little personal touch to your videos. Yeah, yeah I think you had a great point and, and something I want to touch on as a, a videographer and, and social media content producer is that edited video takes a really long time to make most of the time. I don't think people realize, yeah, um, you know, if you, if you watch a YouTuber or something, like they might be spending anywhere from 10 to 25 hours on, on one of those videos that they're making. And a live video, obviously there's, there's preparation involved. They're not just probably coming in randomly, just going for it, right? Um, but you know, you just you get your camera set, you get your lights or whatever set, you get generally what you want to talk about, or or if you're having a QA, you know, whatever, something like that, and then you just go down and, and start doing it, right? Um, so I, I think I think you brought up a really great point that live video is one of the great accessible things that a lot of social media platforms can give in the sense of engaging with a community. Right, and and even when Len mentioned about it where on LinkedIn, some people might just go on to quickly look because it's more of a, a job platform than it is to like get more information about products. You sort of saw that with Facebook originally when it was just known as like, oh, like interacting with your friends and just going on to see how your family's doing. And then they started in, uh, putting in the live feature. You know, people are really like looking for products and they do their daily search on, on Facebook. You sort of are inclined because you want to look every day at what's going on. You might see a live video pop up for a brand that you like and it gives you a chance to watch. LinkedIn now incorporating the live feature actually gives you the same basically the same idea where instead of you just going on real quick for maybe a job search or something, you might be more inclined to stay on LinkedIn longer 
with the live feature. And that, and that kind of goes into what you're saying about you know, the LinkedIn ad dollars you were saying to me earlier. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, ad dollars are spent more on platforms when people's eyeballs are on the platform more. So live video, if that's going to increase user time, one of the reasons we put so much money in Facebook is because people just spent an enormous amount of time on Facebook. And that's why from an awareness campaign, even a consideration campaign, that's why your ad dollars need to be there. LinkedIn's just not proving that right now, again, unless you're looking for a job or something along those lines. So this will increase it. So the minute LinkedIn comes out and says, well, the average user is now spending eight minutes a day on our website, at that point, you're going to start seeing more ad dollars rolling in. Say, okay, well, let's let's see if that's true. You know, the last thing about the live video is that it's funny because you see it on Facebook. Now you're going to see it here. I just don't think a lot of companies have embraced this yet. I mean, we're all ultimately headed towards being each individual company is going to be its own media hub. You're going to walk into businesses in the next five years. They're going to have their own media room. They're going to have almost their own on-air voice talent. You're going to see this. This is what's happening. I think this is the very first pivot you know, that you're beginning to see towards it. I'm amazed that a lot of companies don't embrace live Facebook more than they do. Um, so I guess we'll see how LinkedIn does. So I think, um, just to, to kind of go in, in the, live, the live video aspect, um, I think a lot of companies have issues sort of finding their their niche and their audience because it's most effective when you either already have an audience or you know that your audience is going to be engaging in some way. And I think personally, that is why you see a lot of companies that are news oriented or news focused. For example, NJ.com, they do live video almost once a week or something, yeah. um, or, or at least very, very commonly. For example, every time there's a snowstorm, they'll do a little live video breakdown with, their, with a meteorologist and one of the reporters. So I, I agree with you. I, I think not enough companies are embracing it, but at the same time, I, I kind of understand because for somebody like NJ.com, way easier just to talk about a story, whereas otherwise, if you're just a brand, you have to sort of find exactly how you're going to fit it in. Yeah. Um, one comment I wanted to, uh, to add about um, LinkedIn video, specifically LinkedIn video ads, um, is that LinkedIn said that video was one of its most requested, sorry, live video is one of its most requested features. That's actually not the point I wanted to bring up. But video has been the, a strong engine for engagement and revenue growth at the company. They, they said that um, in this piece on TechCrunch. And then also that LinkedIn video ads, they had 30% more comments per impressions than non-video ads, and people spend almost three times more time watching video ads compared to time spent with static ads. And those stats are things that we've seen on other platforms, such as Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. Um, so I'm definitely interested in seeing how that grows, because I, I imagine it will. And in particular, um, to your point about um, a lot of it being more of a uh, career building platform, I they do not mention what kind of video ads they were. Uh, they don't mention if they were direct ads for products or services or if they were ads focused on hiring at a company. Yeah, and I think you just you said something about how the video ads versus the traditional ads. I mean, who are we fooling? This is just going to settle yeah. in the way it did in the 70s and 80s with you watch more TV commercials than you read the paper. Like, the stats, we're just not there yet because it's a digital platform, but eventually the stats will look exactly the way they've looked historically since the dawn of video. I'm probably dating myself a little bit, but if that makes sense, like you're just you're more used to watching video, you're you're better off watching a TV ad than you are going to you know kind of you know read it in a newspaper. So I think all those stats were just trying to grow into where eventually it sh it sh historically should be. I could be proven wrong, but there you go. Yeah, absolutely, I completely agree. Well, thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode of the Buyer's Journey. Uh,
If you'd like to catch more of us, you can check us out on Comexus.com, uh, on YouTube, anywhere you get your podcast, which is the iTunes Podcast Store or Spotify. And please do follow us on Twitter at buyers underscore journey. Thank you for listening. Thank you.